if modern day deliverance or healing ministries are legit, why don't we see them going into hospitals and healing everyone? I'll be honest with you. This is a question that I remember when I started praying for the sick. You know, I just read my Bible and I was like, wow, Lord, you have this amazing gift that we can exercise of laying our hands in the sick and seeing them recover. And I started going out and just just into the streets back in South Africa where I was living and I just started finding people to pray for. And, you know, I started when I started just talking about this with people, a lot of people shut me down and they were like, you know, I heard this before, you know, well, well why don't you just go into the hospitals and clean out the hospitals? You know, why don't you just and, and we actually went to hospitals uh, back there. I often did that. It's a little harder in the US, but in South Africa it's open. We and we did that and we saw amazing things, man. We saw p patients get healed. Now, not everyone that we pray for gets healed. And that's not supposed to be weird. You know, when people think about the gift of healing, many people in their minds have this idea that, well, someone with the gift of healing like Peter, right in our New Testament or Paul, they they had a 100% success rate. People always got healed when they prayed. But it's just not that way. In fact, even Jesus did not heal everyone. He did not go and have the entire Jerusalem be without sickness, disease or anything. There were still people and there are accounts in scripture where it says specifically that he did not heal some people in that place. You know, uh, for example, you can even think about the pool of Siloam, which was a place where many people gathered who had infirmities and he only healed one. Think about that. There was there was more people laying there. But he only came and he healed the one. And furthermore, we, we, we do hear him healing many lepers, but at the same time, we don't see him healing entire leper colonies. Right. So so we see like that God has a, a sovereign will and it's a that's a big topic. We don't have time to unpack tonight. But, you know, there's many examples, like, for example, the the. The disciples, they wanted to cast out the demon, right? And then the demon didn't leave and they're like, what's up? And Yeshua says, hey, fast and pray. It's because of your unbelief. So they, whatever the reason, sometimes it's their unbelief, something, sometimes it's external factors, but not everyone in the Bible got healed. More examples I can just think of as Paul, how Paul um, did not he, he wrote to Timothy saying, Timothy, hey, drink a little wine for your stomach. Well, why didn't Paul just pray his stomach pain away? Or, you know, um, there's also Paul's friend who was sick and Paul is writing saying, hey, please pray for my uh, please. Uh, thank you for keeping him in his prayer in your prayers. He almost died. See, people still died in the first century, even though the gift of healing was around. Like people, the gift of healing is not there to give us immortality on this earth. Like, like imagine if we got 100% success rate. Well, today you're sick. I pray for you got healed. Praise God. And tomorrow or the day thereafter or in 10 years, right, um, you get sick again and eventually you pass away. But it's not about me praying over and over and over and over for you and you just keep being fine and, and you get immortality on earth. I know this sounds crazy, but this is how we sometimes think that it has to always happen. Right. There is a there is a time and there is a place. OK, so um, God, the gift of healing is to bear witness of God's power and love to the world. 
It's, it's there for us to show people how God loves them, cares for them, um, has them in mind, right? It's also there to give people a taste of the world to come. A, a wor the world to come is going to be the world where there is no sickness. There is freedom uh, and we will actually live forever there when we are with him face to face. When we are, when we're able to eat of that tree of life. But as for now, we all are in a fallen state. We still are under that that curse that was introduced in the garden that we all all of our flesh will die. But those who are in him will be reborn and will be raised again. All right. So. At the same time now, you know, even though we're talking about all of this, I think it's also important for us to bring up the fact that that there are fake healings, you know, and I think people who people like myself who love to teach and talk about spiritual gifts like the gift of healing. Sometimes among those people, there's a lack of acknowledging the fact that there's also charlatans out there and there are people out there who aren't the real thing. And, and I, I welcome the conversation of of the fact that there is issues. You know, there are we see this in the Bible from Simon the Sorcerer. It started there. We just went through that in our Acts series, right? Simon the Sorcerer is like trying to do things for his own gain. And so sim similarly today, people today are doing things for their own gain. They're trying to um, build their own kingdoms or some people are just fakes. They're like there's no real miracle. It's just, you know, it, it, or it's sorceries. There's different things behind it, but those things do exist. And there are also, um, may I call it, I don't know if the word is really right, but may I call it fake deliverances. And, and that is simply what I would like to describe as how, you know, I have seen it where demons are manifesting in people like people are in a church. The demons are manifesting. You know, you can see the person is, is just weird. Right. And this demon is coming up and and that's a great opportunity for someone to come up to them and cast out that demon. Amen. But instead, the lack of discernment causes people to not re recognize that it's a demon that's manifesting. And instead of casting it out, they just, yes, God, more God, we thank you, God, because I think it's God. And sometimes it's really not God, if, if uh, you know, and it's, it's actually a demon manifestation right now, but they don't recognize that. So it's important for us to to recognize when a demon is there and to cast it out. Otherwise, it'll stay right. So some people are, are, are really concerned by these things to the point where they turn away from the real thing. Some people are they see they've they've had an experience in a church where there were actual demons manifesting and people weren't casting them out because they didn't have the discernment or whatever for whatever reason. And they're like, oh, I don't want nothing to do with that supernatural kind of stuff. Or they see um, they see oh, they were at a church and the pastor or the, the preacher was one of those who who faked healing testimonies or, you know, whatever. And they and, it's, and it comes out. Right. And and they're like, oh, that's what that stuff is. I don't want anything to do with healing. I don't want anything to do with God's even if it's uh, it's, it's weird because I had a bad experience or we had a bad experience with the gift of tongues. Right. We, we see misuse, abuse, uh, disorder, uh, whatever. And this goes for any spiritual gift. And then what happens is we we our heart gets hardened against it. Right. And we 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 actually turn from the real thing. 
And I want to submit to you, and I've said this before on this channel, but I'm going to say it again, that that's exactly what the enemy wants. The enemy wants you to be like, I don't want anything to do with any of these things. Instead of, okay, what I experienced was wrong, but God has a beautiful gift that is full of order, holiness, authority, freedom, deliverance. Hallelujah. And and in that, I want to submit to you, we can enter and we can walk that out. And yeah, there are people who are doing weird stuff and they'll 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 always be there. But God is calling a bride out of the systems that is a bride that would walk as Yeshua walked because Yeshua cast our demons, healed the sick. He did all these things. All right. And so I want to also submit to you that just because we don't agree with the motives of why someone is doing what they're doing doesn't necessarily mean that it is not of God what they're doing. Okay, there are some people who do things for selfish gain and you can see it in their eyes, but that does not mean necessarily that God can't work through them. Okay, we need discernment. Um, I want to read this to you. Philippians 1.15. Paul wrote about this. And he said, some indeed preach Christ from envy and rivalry, but others from goodwill. The latter do it out of love. Knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel, the former proclaim Christ out of selfish ambition, but not sincerely, but thinking to afflict me in my imprisonment. What then only that in every way, whether in pretense or truth, Christ is proclaimed. And in that I rejoice in that I rejoice that he is proclaimed, even though they're doing it out of selfish ambition, envy and rivalry. Yes, it's a it would be a good thing for them to repent of that envy and rivalry and selfish ambition. But I still rejoice that Christ is proclaimed and we should still rejoice, even if we don't agree with someone in all ways. If they're proclaiming Christ, that's still something worth rejoicing in. And even if we don't agree with their theology, man, like there's a ton of people I don't agree with on theology and there's a ton of people who don't agree with me on theology. Like we are, we all have differences. If we dig deep enough, we'll find those differences. And it's not, it's not necessarily a massive problem, right? <laughs> Depending on what the difference is, of course. But even if you don't agree with someone's theology, um, it doesn't mean that what they're doing can't be of the spirit. It doesn't mean that the miracle can't happen through them. God can do a miracle through someone without perfect theology. Well, what do you know? God has worked through me. He has worked through you. He's worked through many people and none of us have theology figured out. We're all learning. And so humility is really needed, right? So we don't cast the stone at people. Um, oh, well, I don't agree with how they think about this. Well, that's fine. But God could still use them because you're probably just as imperfect as they are, just in different areas, right? Uh, Paul wrote this Galatians 3, 5. Does he who supplies the spirit to you and works miracles among you do so by works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Just as Abraham believed in God and it was counted to him as righteousness. So see, it's it's not by our works of the law, how how righteous we are, how good our theology is that we are able to be uh, 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 doing these miracles, if you will, it is by faith, like Paul said. And so, brothers and sisters, I think it's very important for us to keep all of that in mind. I also want to say one more thing on this question, and that is that casting on demons is a mark 
of the Holy Spirit. And, and what I mean is if a demon is actually being cast out, Yeshua, Jesus, right? He made it really clear to us that a demon cannot be cast out by another demon. He said in Mark chapter 3 that a kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. Satan cannot cause out Satan. And if his kingdom is divided against itself, how will it stand? So um, when someone is causing out a demon, they are doing so by the kingdom of God. And man, it's amazing who God can work through. Let me just say that. You'd be surprised at who God can work through. He's spoken through donkeys before. Maybe he can cast out a demon through someone you don't agree with in every way theologically. I just think we need to keep an open mind with this as well. Uh, and look, uh, there are definitely charlatans out there, people who are who are on the wrong side doing weird things. And then there are people who aren't, but their theology needs refinement. Okay. But I think it's important for us to try and exercise that discernment in this area. And so, you know, there are other things. There's Kundalini spirits, there's false spirits who, who and, 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 you know, we need to just judge by the fruit. We need to make sure that it's a spirit that confesses that Christ is Lord. 